Dark Path Podcast. It's been another week, a week and a bit, very busy. Um, some amount of momentum building up again within things, which is good. Um, lots of confusion in people's minds in general, I think. I think a lot of people are not really... If, if you haven't been sort of trying to work out what's been going on for the last while, you're probably getting lost. You're probably wondering what's going on and why certain things that are happening are happening the way they're happening and whatnot. But for many people, it's not a mystery. It's actually um, fairly understandable, but that doesn't take away from the incredible epic nature of what's going on, which is uh, truly incredible historical stuff. I, um, uh, I can't, I gotta, I'm going to dedicate this video. I'm going to send this video and say this video is in spirit of the truckers, uh, resistance, the truckers, um, protest or however you want to frame this, as long as it's a positive, because it is the most positive and amazing thing I think I've ever seen. Um, on, on the scale anyways, um, uh, it's unprecedented and I was really inspired today happy to see that um, at least in Australia it looks like they got a pretty big one going too and the Americans seem to be talking about it pretty seriously some some talk there so that could be interesting anyway I wanted to make this video for the truckers and I wanted to share um, just some thoughts and inspiration for them because we all get to trade back and forth ideas and uh, I am extremely impressed with the uh, commitment to the nonviolent um, engagement in this protest because I don't think there's any doubt that um, Trudeau and his cronies and the people at the different levels of the government that are you know playing the role of the antagonist to all this are antagonizing are, are, are trying to bait people into responding with violence and of course that's terrible and corrupt and horrible and shouldn't be tolerated from a public servant but it is what they're doing and yet, I, I see incredible images of locking arms and singing songs together and um, no, no aggression coming out at all. It's, it's, it's miraculous. Super, super proud of it, all that. So it's the first time in a long time in my life that I think that being Canadian is something I can say is, it comes with a bit of sense of pride. So, here's what I wanted to share. Um, I have a book here called The Weaponless Warriors. Weaponless Warriors by Richard Kim, which has been a very important book in my life and my training because it connects to the martial arts I do. And um, there's, a, there's a chapter in this book that has a couple different stories in it, but I want to read one story. And I want to say that this is an embodiment of the wisdom inherent in the approach I'm seeing in the protest and why if that wisdom and that deep-rooted sense of purpose in, in what's going on, um, if that it continues, then victory will come. You, you, there will be a, a dawn. The sun will rise again because it's being done in the right way to defeat the you know, metaphorical darkness here of this ignorance and tyrannical push that's going on. So, anyway, this is by uh, Richard Kim. After World War II, during the occupation of Japan, residents of the quiet 
street in Osaka were startled to hear the cries of men in anger and in anguish, one man in pain. It was early in the morning. The people streamed out of their homes to find the source of the commotion. They stopped as they saw seven drunken foreigners beating up a native Japanese. The Japanese man was on the ground bleeding. Please help me, the beaten one yelled, but no one made a move. Japan had just lost the war, and the Osakans were afraid of retaliation from the occupation authorities. If they inferred, or if they interfered, I should say, in the altercation involving foreigners, they were concerned of the outcome. So they watched helplessly as the drunks continued the beating. Suddenly someone pushed the drunks aside, lifted the badly beaten man, took him to the edge of the crowd and said, take this man to the hospital quickly. He then in turn to face the drunks. The drunks then exploded in anger and attacked the lone Samaritan. They punched and they pushed the man around, venting their hostility and outrage um, on the man who they considered to be a spoil sport, essentially. They tried their best to knock the man to the ground in order to kick him, but the man did not go down. He bled from his nose and a small trickle of blood came from his mouth, otherwise he was unhurt. He stood calmly and watched as the seven men pounded against his body. Why doesn't he fight back? It is obvious he can take their blows. They may as well be punching an oak tree for all the damage they are doing. They are like children, mulling around a grown man. The people were muttering this to themselves who were watching. One by one, the drunks realized they were not making any headway. They suddenly realized their fun was over. The man was smiling, just a little, as if to say, Now little boys, it's time for you to go home. The game is up. The seven drunks stopped punching and slowly backed away from the man. They could not take their eyes off him. Fear set in. They looked at the crowd and suddenly panicked and fled. The man, who was the recipient of the unprovoked beating by the seven, calmly wiped the trickle of blood from his nose and turned to the crowd. With a quick, courteous bow, he left. To the crowd, a young man, sorry, in the crowd, a young man who had watched the whole scene turned to an elderly gentleman standing next to him and said, I recognize him. He is a karate sensei. He could have finished up the seven. I wonder why they le he let them beat him like that. And this is the crux of it. And I want to say here too that it's not that I'm, everybody trains karate. So in this, in this last paragraph here, juxtapose the word karate. I'm going to juxtapose the word karate, trade it out for the word life. So in life. So what the old man says to the young man who had just seen this scene happen is, what you saw was an example of morality in karate, but in this case in life. He knew the seven could have killed that poor man they were beating and attacking. And so he let them vent their anger on him because he could take it. But it didn't, he did not have to do act in like. And in doing so, took all the gas out of the engine for the attackers.
And this is a tactic that works. And I think this is the tactic that's going to work for humanity going forward um, in general. And so when I see the images of veterans especially, but everybody down at the um, convoys peacefully, but with strength and with commitment, holding the line, not backing down, it's it's one of the most awesome things I've seen. So I hope that uh, I hope that that story was good. You enjoyed it and um, hold the line. Take care. Talk to you again soon.